0: Well, I got news for you, you ain't heard nothing yet, and if you don't know, now you know, glory, glory, woo, ha, ha, ha. you better put them hands together,
1: put them together, it is Wednesday on B&E, up over the humps, in a blazing hot week in Austin, Texas, last week of June, as a matter of fact, I feel like this year's flying by.
0: They all seem like they're (laughs) flying by right now. This just happens to be the one we're in.
2: Yeah, well, here we are, halfway through the year. Time machine being on the show. Time's flying. I was telling Aaron yesterday. Yeah,
1: time flies when you're having a good time, and we're having a good time. We we may have to play some of that old Jeopardy! Saturday Night Live sound this morning because that got us going, and that's always a, a good chuckle. And laughter is the best medicine, you know, when you're dealing with the NCAA versus NIL rules and... The Ryan Mallett story and you know, some of the slower days of sports. You need uh, maybe some levity with some uh, Will Ferrell hosting Jeopardy! on Saturday Night Live. We'll have fun with that coming up. Also, more salacious, uh, salacious gossip and blitz for the end of the hour. That always brings some levity to a program. Craig Way has his report this hour, and Ty Harrington is here. I'll also say that we're excited in the 9 o'clock hour. We're jam-packed. Uh, we are going to have an in-house visit uh, with Diamante Tucker Dorsey. The former Texas Longhorn played one year at Texas. And we talked about his success using the, you know, the connections you can make during with name, image, and likeness. To now he has a career in real estate, uh, as he was able to meet and uh, connect with Gary Keller of Keller Williams Realty, and uh, found his passion, which is selling houses. And uh, you know, credits his his decision to come to Texas, and then you know, the ability with you know, the walls that have been tearing down with NIL to connect with someone like Gary. Uh, I will hear his story and. Um, you know talk some football with him a little bit, but also, the uh, the new path that he's on, and you know this better than better than anybody, and certainly that I can say, Ty, you you coached a lot of ball players over twenty years at Texas State and other spot stops before that. It's not just about the game and the wins and the losses. It's about the people, and you know most of them, almost all of them, are gonna you know when they're done at Texas State, that'll be the end of their baseball career, and they're gonna choose a new path which is always fun to maybe and for you, I'm sure rewarding when you were able to help a young guy you know find and, and you know augment that path for his future.
0: you know one of the benefits there's many benefits of being a collegiate athlete, but while you're doing it, you're you're marketing yourself and setting your resume moving forward. If you handle yourself right and you do the right things and you and you abide by um, you know a respectful way of, of living your life, you're giving yourself a head start with a lot of other people because, look, we're talking about athletes. You guys in the morning and afternoon and evening talk about athletes nonstop, right? So you pick up a newspaper, social media, and you see athletes' names, you know, all over the place. So you have a chance as a student athlete to start moving your life forward that maybe other people don't get an opportunity to do because their name's not going to be in a paper. So if you do it right you have a chance to market yourself early now with the name image and likeness that are, that's out there, you really have an opportunity to uh, start a business and start your lifestyle early and, you know, market yourself moving forward, whether it's real estate, whether it's, you know, who knows what it's going to be. I mean, I, you know, t-shirt, whatever that looks like, um, you know, for yourself. But it's a golden opportunity if, if you do it right, People love to see how, you know, athletes react in a respectful way. And, I mean, you hear people – I mean, take B. John Robinson for an example. I mean, it just, you know, how many people positively talked about the image of him and the way he handles himself and, and, and tons of other athletes. I'm just using that just because it was recent football – at the university of texas but man it's just it's a it's a golden opportunity to to start writing your resume moving forward in your life if you do it right and you handle it right and you handle yourself in a respectful way and towards your teammates your institution your fans and everybody that goes along with it you got a head start on a lot of people
1: yeah well said well said and uh, a lot of ball players a lot of young people and that's you know what college athletics is for in my mind yeah obviously we talk about wins and losses and that's the you know, the important part, football coming and uh, baseball season just wrapped up. Longhorns finished ranked ninth. And so a good year And what was supposed to be a rebuilding year for David Pierce. But in the end, I know a lot, of, a lot of people's lives affected playing college athletics. And that's um, a good thing. So we'll talk more about that coming up with Diamante Tucker Dorsey. Also, Nick Shuley will be in with our live music roadmap for the upcoming uh, week into July and the 4th of July weekend, which for a lot of people is going to be a four-dayer, right? You're going to be off on Monday potentially because you have 4th of July on Tuesday. And our nation's Independence Day, which uh, looking forward to that. That's always uh, I always say when uh, because we won't be on the air on the Fourth of July because we're going to be off that Monday and Tuesday ourselves. That uh, after Christmas, as a kid, Fourth of July was my favorite holiday. Were you that way? Like Christmas was number one, and your birthday was pretty cool. But then Fourth of July, man, uh, trumped all because it was uh, fireworks and you know firecrackers and you know picnics and. Fire trucks. It was always a great, always one of those you look forward to as a youngster. Yep. Fireworks, patriotic. I'm a big patriotic
0: person. I love singing the national anthem, um, which, I mean, if, most people do. Uh, but for athletes, it's really singing the national anthem is a big moment, because that's that, that's that moment you get where... get the butterflies in your
2: stomach. Yeah. I mean it it's, it's, become, focused, it's about it to happen.
0: I, I'm gonna, I'll tell a, a really quick story. Um, uh, coach Bethay, who was my infield coach at the University of Texas, and I went with Arkansas State, he was, he was honored by the University of Texas baseball this past year, because he's in the Hall of Honor. And, and So it was his day, and I was going to go out and catch the first pitch that he was going to throw at um, the West Virginia game. Well, it's been three years for me, I guess, since I've sang the National Anthem on a field. Well, we were all already down there. We were in line with the Texas baseball team. We were, and all of a sudden, I could feel myself, you know, the, the energy of the game going back to all those years of coaching and singing the national anthem. I took the exact same stance I did as a coach and as a player. And I was standing there. I was like, oh, my gosh. I'm about, I'm getting ready to go play. And it brought back a ton of – I mean, it did. It's that, it's that last moment of, you know, here we go and – and look, I'm a fan of the National Anthem. That's where we came up with the Fourth of July and the Patriotic, but um I mean, I, I did. I got I got nervous again. I started sweating little beads of sweat coming off on my forehead and I was like, Oh yeah, you know, here we go. But um to answer your original question, I do have to say this, I do Christmas was my favorite. The fourth of July was next in line for me, but it also meant that I was only twelve days away from my birthday. So I knew that my birth selfishly my July so your birthday, birthday was coming is the sixteenth. Yeah, right. it coming it's coming right My favorite holiday.
1: Yeah. Well, so Christmas is. A, this is as a kid, uh, Christmas, Fourth of July, Halloween. I wasn't yeah. a big Halloween guy. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, me, yeah. dressing yeah. up yeah. and candy no. and Not as a teenager, a lot of walking. A lot of walking. I like to walk. We of water big, balloons. We had an annual like egg fight in the neighborhood, which was great. Water balloon fights. I was no. kind
2: of, I was. My parents had me so young that when I was little, like, there wasn't many other kids around so <laughs> you didn't like halloween. My, my halloween was just like my parents halloween party with a bunch of
1: adults well i grew up in the suburbs of houston when i was and there was just kids everywhere kids everywhere i mean it was gosh, I i remember going to the bus stop when i was a kid and there would be like 20 kids standing there from our own street i felt like 20 waiting for the bus to, to get on to go to middle school uh but those were those were the good old days hey let's get to the headlines trending topics to start your wednesday morning Top Gun Lawn Equipment Rentals bring you the news. And yeah, Texas football, official word yesterday from the Athletic Department, they've sold out of their season tickets for the upcoming season. Their last year as a member of the Big 12, second consecutive season, it's been a sellout, third in five years. And according to the school, this upcoming season has set an all-time record for season tickets, north of 68,000 tickets sold. Figured it does not include student tickets. It will surpass, that'll surpass 20,000 more with the students included. 2023 home slate kicks off in 67 days. Rice Owls at DKR. Very sad news from the football world yesterday. Word that former Texas high school and NFL quarterback Ryan Mallett has died. Multiple reports now confirming the 35-year-old died by drowning after he was rushed from a Florida beach to a nearby hospital. A five-star recruit from Texas High in Texarkana back in 2007 played his college football at Arkansas. Still holds many of the school's passing records there. Was drafted into the NFL by the New England Patriots in 2011. Played uh, an eight-year career with the Patriots, Texans, and Ravens. 2023 college baseball season came to a close Monday night. Of course, LSU's 8-4 romp over Florida to win the championship. Yesterday, the final top 25 rankings were released by the five major national publications. Longhorns climbed up to number nine in the final Baseball America top 25. They were ranked 11th by Collegiate Baseball newspaper, 12th in the USA Today Coaches Poll, 14th in both the D1 baseball and perfect game polls. Major League Baseball last night, AOL West leading Rangers top Detroit 8-3 in Arlington. Ezekiel Duran, solo homer in the eighth inning into the second deck, sparked a five-run eighth-inning rally for Texas that broke that 3-3 tie. Astros, meanwhile, dropped their series opener in St. Louis 4-2. They fall six games back of Texas, now in the West. LA Angels remain five games back in the West, thanks in large part to one Shohei Otani, the incredible one, uh, helped them to a 4-2 to win over Chicago. Gaines' best player launched two more home runs, uh, to increase his major league leading total to 28. He did those hit those home runs to benefit his own cause on the pitcher's mound where he struck out 10 White Sox over six and a third. He improves to seven and three on the year. Uh, good news from the pitch. That's where John Gallagher's terrific season for Austin FC got even better yesterday. The defender was uh, named an MLS All-Star. The All-Star team, becoming the second Austin FC player ever to earn that honor. Sebastian Drews, he earned it last year. Gallagher leads that team in goal contributions with eight. He's also tied with the team lead with five goals. He will join 26 other MLS All-Stars and they will take on the English Premier League powerhouse Arsenal FC on July 19th in our nation's capital.
2: Horn Headlines brought to you by Top Gun Runners and Loud Equipment. Get a free Hustler generator with purchase of select Hustler zero-turn mowers in stock till June 30th at Top Gun. TopGun.net, we'll shoot you straight. All
1: right, yeah, season tickets sold out and uh, that's obviously an anticipation of, of what this season can be for the Longhorns. It's also getting ahead of the next couple years in the SEC. You want to have those season tickets in place because they're going to get tougher and tougher. When you look at the home slate next year with Georgia and Florida and the SEC rolling in, uh, get ready. So so lock in those tickets now. I'm going to tell you what, it's
0: exciting. I mean, look, it's a – it's a challenge. There's no question. We talked about the University of Texas being one of those universities that has the ability to be proactive. I'm sure they they're moving. They are moving in that direction. They're to, to get ready for that, um, you know, move forward in the SEC or that that move to the SEC. And um, I, I'm I'm nostalgically excited if that makes sense for this year sure. for everything that's going to happen in the Big 12 because I was actually part of the Southwest Conference and and now to go through the the, the Big 12 and then on to the SEC as an alum and um and a former coach at UT I mean I'm
1: I mean it's exciting times. I mean it truly is. I mean I, I it, it, it sometimes it can be overwhelming as far as the confusion going on with the NIL and how this is going to play out and are we going to have – we after we talked about the the NCAA's memo to all schools about these new state legislations that are going into law, You know, we got a text from a friend of ours that works at the Capitol that said uh, the federal government will step in yeah. and there will be legislation coming. And, look, we're all waiting on what that's going to look like. I'm not real excited that it's going to be penned and authored by Tommy Tuberville and Joe Manchin. But, you know, someone's got to write the law. But what does that law look like and what does it bring to the table and what does what, – what, what safeguards are – or uniformity does it bring to NIL? Those are all things that, you know, you you, you kind of have to follow. But it be, can become dizzying. Of man, what where are we going here? Same time, the on-field product, the, you know, the College World Series was incredible, unbelievable. I mean, I, the the the, I, the compelling nature of the games and the, the talent on the fields, and uh, it was it was great. And I and I, with everything that's in question, the the players continue to perform, the athletes continue to for, perform, and the games. They're just getting better. And uh, I know Longhorn fans are getting more and more excited about what 2023 can be. I did see some video, Ty, of uh, of uh, Arch Manning and Quinn Ewers at the Manning Passing Academy this past weekend. Being uh, counselors? And being counselors, but they also throw the ball around. They've got some competitions they do with the counselors. And Quinn Ewers looks like a different person. I'm not kidding you. I, I know he cut the hair and the mullet and whether that was a big deal or not, but he his body has transformed. He's He's leaner. Um, you, know, what, that, you know, maybe it was uh, some baby fat in his face that he was carrying last year. That's gone. I mean, he looks like he's, 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 he's putting time in. And, uh, you know, they did some interviews with him that I looked for those. I couldn't find him to be able to bring him to you. But, um, you know, he's, he sounds different, Ty. I mean, you, and you've seen this too, a freshman who becomes a sophomore, who becomes a junior. You, you watch these young guys grow up in front of your eyes. And, and you know, if that's the, the, the track Quinn yours is on, I think that spells, you know, good things for Texas. I think it goes right to
0: the conversation we were having earlier about professional baseball and allowing the colleges to develop these guys. Now you're watching with your own eyes. You're watching Quinn Eurer's body change and his maturity level go up. And because of the culture that he's with, with what Sark has created at Texas, which I think is refreshing, by the way. Uh, It is really fun to to hear out of his voice with the things that they do and how they do it. Um, It's got a a, a refreshing, you know, sound to it. Um, And when you talk about culture, he does. But he also – you can see the team starting to take that on too, and this is one of those ways. I mean, the way you – You know, to make a diet change, think about for you as an individual and what we all have to do to to do. I'll start on Monday. Well, I'll start on (laughs) Tuesday. You know, all those kinds of things. And for a young person to make that determination, it's part of who he wants to be, but also part of that culture in that locker room of what they're trying to create and the success they want to have. And each individual has to take individual steps to ensure that they're gonna give their team and this university and their program the best chance to win a national championship and everything that goes with that. And he's doing his part. Now, does it translate on the field? I, I can't guarantee it, but I bet it does. I mean, I, I would I would I guarantee he's gonna go in there. We all we all react better when we feel good, right? If you get eight hours of sleep and you've worked out, and which you guys don't ever get eight hours of sleep, but if you got eight <laughs> hours of sleep and you worked out and, and you got your day going, you're going to go to the microphone or go to everything you're doing that day and feel that much better about who you are and what you're doing. No different for these athletes. That's why the strength conditioning part is so vital, not only from the strength and conditioning part of it, but the emotional part of it and the growth part of it and the
1: maturity part of it and just the well-being of how you feel moving forward into a day. Agreed. Agreed. And uh, there's also the uh, the element of competition, right? I mean, uh, you know, this is a, you know, Hudson Card was here last year, so there was competition. But it does feel like with Malik Murphy's, you know, Quinn Yours gets to see Malik Murphy every day now, and he's healthy. And uh, he's pushing him. He talked about that. And, and obviously, Arch Manning, the one thing we, we kind of think we knew about Arch Manning, but we're getting to see now behind the scenes, he's a worker, Ty. I mean, he is. A, he's one of those, he grinds it. He loves football. You know, he uh, he got to watch his uncles and his dad and certainly his grandpa. You know, you don't get there by, you know, just genetics alone. I mean, it takes a lot of work. To be a great quarterback, and 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 you know, Arch already has that that ability to, you know, get his work done, get his work in, and so you've got two real mature guys around Quinn yours driving him, Uh, that can only be a good thing, and we'll see. Because as we've said, the Texas football team this year, if you're looking for real weak spots, and question marks, uh, you know, you're talking about pass rush. Who's going to be the edge and be bring those splash plays off the edge for Texas? That's certainly there, but boy, with the returning players, the returning guys. From Jordan Whittington to Christian Jones to you know Jalen Ford, who had a decision to make. The additions of Jalen Catalan uh, through the transfer portal. Gavin Holmes through the transfer portal. A.D. Mitchell through the transfer portal. I mean, bringing in really impactful veteran players to go with an already talented roster. The the, the the question on the ceiling of this team is at the quarterback position. I mean, if you get above average to all Big 12-level quarterback play, I don't think there's a team on the schedule outside of Alabama that can beat them. Uh, but that's a major if. Tie. That's a major, major if, because you know, the quarterback's got to play consistently week to week. The coach has to coach consistently week to week, and uh, that that's a maturity thing for the entire locker room of you know not just playing you know big time against Alabama, but you got to be able to play that same level every single week.
0: Well, we're going to find out. I mean, I, again, I mean, and in, in Coach Sark's you know his specialty is the quarterback position and and what they do, and so you've got a guy that understands the details of it obviously that's an obvious statement he understands the details he understands the development details he understands the in-game details of, of what that takes to to play that position at a high level he now has the the athletes in uh, you know in the quarterback position um, that can play at a high level. Um and so I'd be I would be shocked if if the quarterback position and play this year from the University of Texas uh, isn't anything less than being great. I mean I really believe it's going to be. I mean I, and you got to have the great and, and look it can't be done by yourself. I mean I, I think Archie Manning's grandfather would tell you that right that yeah you, know, you know the original Manning would tell you you had to have great players around you because he spent time with the Saints where they probably weren't <laughs> right so terrible and right so you got to have those pieces around you and that's certainly what it looks like uh the University of Texas has and uh it's exciting I, mean, I listen to you guys talk about it all the time in the afternoon shows and midday shows and you guys you know we're nonstop talk about the the, the types of players that are here on campus in Austin um and I man it, it's it's fun to think about I mean we're what is it we're we're not to July 1st and we're talking about something what is it 70 days away or some 70 70- is no, well,
1: what did I say? 77 days? Yeah, I mean, it's close. I mean, it said it in the headline, yeah.
0: I mean, isn't in that far away? And, and so, 67 days, yeah. 67 so I knew it was close days. to that. I mean, and, and we're already talking about it. And, um, t- number one, because it's a, it's that important in this city, but, um, I think it's exciting. I don't, I, a couple of years ago, you know, would you guys have started talking about it to this level of excitement? Oh, yeah. The Kool Aid part is like Bucky likes to refer to here once in a while,
1: and. Well, again, much. I mean, I, I believe this is the all gas, no excuses year. I mean, it, you know, drink the Kool Aid. You should be, and and it's going to be on Sark and the staff to get the maximum out of this team. But yes, you know, if you're talking to other other fans around the Big Twelve and people who cover the Big Twelve, you know, Texas is three and seven since against TCU since they joined this conference. Three and seven. Texas is one and three against Iowa State in their last four games with Iowa State. I mean, all these games that you look at and say, "Well, oh, that should be a win." Well, you got to win it. I mean, you got to. Right. You you've been such an underperforming entity for so long now. Let's hope that flips, but you got to go flip it, and that needs to be the message from Sark. Look, let's look at our record against these schools, certainly since I've been here and since, you know, the last 10 years. You know, TCU's come into this conference and dominated the Longhorns, and Sonny Dykes just played for the national championship. Uh, you know, Joey McGuire believes he can beat Texas and said it last year, you keep hitting them, they'll go soft. That's just the way that's going to be. They have to disprove all that. They have to get on the football field for 60 minutes a Saturday and show something we haven't seen. I think we all agree. I think you look across the nation, everyone looks at it and says, they have the talent to do that. They've got the fewest question marks in the Big 12. uh, But, you know, you you know coach is a coach. There's a difference between having the ability and, and being able to do it and do it on a consistent basis.
0: What's being said in those locker rooms and what's being said on that practice field and those study rooms, they know. Right. They know that they what they know what they're trying to create in there. We can kind of speculate and kind of think about what's being said and what's trying to be presented and what's, you know, being even reported at times. But the reality is, though, they know the coaches, the players, what they're trying to create in there. First of all, you have to have the talent to do it. And it seems and appears that they do. I believe that they've got the coaches to do it. That's going to come out. Um, I think they've got every opportunity. You know, you you've got all the tools you need to go win a championship, a Big Twelve championship, right? You've got now you've got even the more tools with the different things you've added. Stadium outside peripherally about what it takes to be a success in co- a collegiate athletics. Um, you know that administratively they're giving you those tools to go do those things. Um, and I just inside those halls, they know their mindset, and it's going to start to evolve and come out, and you'll be able to see it as as they start to play the games, obviously. Um, And I will say this. I I think when you listen to coaches talk, because I was guilty of it as well, when you start hearing them say, if we can stay healthy – then we got a chance. then all of a sudden you know they know they're starting to be pretty good. They know they've got some some players in there and they've got some some things going on that are really positive and um and then you'll start to hear them talk more about their their opponents. Than what they're talking about themselves because they know at that point they're pretty good. And
1: yeah, we'll get to see it coming up 66, 67 days from today. We'll pick it up on the other side. We will have some fun with uh, the Jeopardy conversation we had. Also, in salacious gossip, Vanna White not real happy about Ryan Seacrest being picked for the new host of Wheel of Fortune. You realize Vanna White says she hasn't gotten a raise, pay raise in 18 years. 18 years. Yeah, how much does she make? It? she's probably a uh, three it. mil. Yeah, okay. Free meal to turn letters? Yeah, but still. She I get a bump every 18 years? And somebody texted in and said that she did get her shot. Oh she, yeah, somebody she, did say Vanna White did get to step in and, and host while Pat Sajak was ill, and she was horrible. Not good. Not good. And that's why Ryan Seacrest is getting the gig to keep all the grandma's happy. We'll be back, beanie on the horn.
2: Through a standing in line the clubs will never get in It's like the bottom of the ninth, and I'm never going to win this. Life hasn't done. It's Bucky I know and Aaron.
1: Nickelback, uh, Ty. There you go. <laughs> oh, so
2: bad. So Lyrical bad. genius.
1: Oh. oh, stop, stop! <laughs> Please, he's singing along. Uh, Ty is. I don't know. He is. Song. I, I'm not a fan. Uh, $3 million a year my next life I want to come back is Vanna White. I would accept a 50% pay cut. Well, that's true. I think we would all take Vanna White's job. But we all don't look like Vanna White. And, nope. You know What does she look like now? She's had some work, but she's How 66 old she? years old yeah. now. 66, I think. But, uh, for, well, she's been doing it for 41 years. When she started, she was in her 20s, and now she's in her 60s. What are you going to do? Retire. No. She's got to touch, she's gotta touch the next screen, man. He's exactly right, and, and I'll give—I've always said this about Vanna White. I give her a lot of credit. That, uh, and I'm big on on staying your lane. Know what you're good at. Know your strengths. Stick with it. Well, she's she, not staying in her lane, though. Well, she—well, she, she—she—that—that she, that, there are some that, that surmise she would wanted the job to be the host. But I think she's concerned. The bigger concern, and why she got a lawyer, is that she's concerned her contract's coming up the end of next year, and that they—they they may be pushing her out. That they may be looking to now that Pat Sajak's leaving, they're looking to replace her. But So she's fighting for that gig. Well, we say stay in her lane. For 40 years, that's all she's done. Like, she lives in Hollywood. She didn't try to go be on a soap opera or go be an actress or go do this. She just said, you know what? I got this gig. Pays well. Work one day a week. And, uh, by the way, she's never worn the same outfit two times. Every outfit she wears is a new outfit on every episode.
0: Well, maybe that's her. I don't know if she gets them. So I think maybe she that's gets part of her clothes. three million and her compensation. Yeah. So I don't have any idea. I mean, but I gotta be honest with you, to me, if she hadn't gotten a raise in sixteen years, whatever you said, eighteen years, she needs a new agent because or new representative or something because you do you do a live t- well, recorded T V show that long. I mean, I, I it, it should be compensated that way, right? I mean mm-hmm. that's that's a long way that's a long time not I to be a I mean, if you're a, making three right.
2: million dollars. Yeah, three I know, but... million's a pretty good number for that.
0: So that, that was the going rate then, right? What is <laughs> so You're, she, you're now? making... she be up to like eight.
2: Her, give her up to eight. Bumper up to eight. Four days a week. Or four days a month.
0: Again, she was getting paid three million then, 18 years later. Don't she, you...
1: You got to figure it's worth... Uh, yeah, I, I guess you're saying.
0: I mean, Fair I don't enough. know. She needs a new agent. Mm.
1: Or or I'll she, do it. Or she just... Hey, I'm happy with three mil. As he said, four days a week I work. Drink four four days margaritas at lunch. Yeah, four days a month. I'm Where, not saying it's get a bad Five gig. new outfits every week
2: so but, how many outfits? Like how many she's she changes, worked there for forty well, she, years? Well,
1: she's got to change for every taping. So, so
2: there's five tapings a week. Yep, forty. I mean, you how do many all weeks in are a mall one day. Year.
1: That's the same studio audience for each one, right? That's the way that works, I believe. And um, yeah, knock it out. Take all those all those garments home. Load up your. I mean, you got to. She doesn't have. She not have a, like a a wardrobe closet. She's got like a. An entire house. floor, They're <laughs> like going the back house, um, but I don't know. Does she ever? Uh, yeah, that that she's you know in Hollywood where everyone's chasing, chasing the dream. She just you know got a good gig. Ride with it. She did good. And if if it's over when she's sixty seven after the end of the – she's had a good run.
2: Think about think about that's over ten thousand outfits, ten thousand five hundred sixty.
1: Yeah, well, think about. Longevity. I don't know for a fact that she gets to keep them all, but I think I would assume she does. That's part of the deal. That would be yeah. a warehouse. I feel like. It would be a yeah, warehouse,
0: and I, I, but just think about doing anything for forty-one years. That's a good point. But it's, uh, that's that's longevity at its
1: highest level, and I still think she's super hot. She's very, very attractive, and uh, she, you know she she has a nice, graceful way of. Remember, she used to have to turn the tiles, turn the letters. Now it's she boop. can just touch them. This, she doesn't even touch it anymore. She just puts her hand up there. Looks like she's touching that thing. That's and you smile and. Well, that's all you got to do. That's all you got to do. It's been a winning <laughs> recipe. But I'm the guy that says I'm, I'm trying to figure it out that I don't I don't really notice those. I, I, it's really about the puzzles. All I'm trying to do is in my own head, I'm not really paying attention to much else. I'm trying to figure out the puzzle. and these dopes that keep spinning bankrupt, and then they can't get the letter. So they, during
2: like Deal or no deal, the the, the the suitcase ladies they had up there, that didn't distract you at
1: all. Uh, Do you, I don't think I've watched Deal Notes. No Deal. Is
2: that kind of like saying
0: when you found your dad's Playboy in his in his in his, uh, in his bathroom, and you, your dad looked at you and said, "I just got this for the articles." Is that the kind <laughs> of the same thing?
1: Yes, it's like the, the old dad's Playboy under the mattress that I, I wasn't going to read the articles while with the five minutes that I had. I'm, you know, I'm here from here for the puzzles. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of backwards, but yeah. yeah. I mean, again, I, I mean, that's what I've always thought about Pat Sajak and Vanna White. It's the easiest gig because you're just, you're filler. The, 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 the whole thing is, can I solve the puzzle? And how long does it take me? And what would I guess? And you're trying to put yourself in the shoes of the contestant to try to figure it out and uh, solve the riddle. I mean, that's, that's kind of the whole deal. Um, yeah. But yes, there is a skill to being a game show host. Ryan Seacrest will get the next try. I'm sure, sure he's, he'll, he'll do I'm a sure he's going job. to do a bang-up job. He does a, does. I just seem. I don't want to say that's the downstep for him. It just feels like it's from from American Idol. Um, gosh, he hosts the, the when the ball drops. He replaced Dick Clark with uh, you know the.
2: I mean, how many I mean, people watch? I bet a a good amount of people watch Wheel of Fortune. Oh,
1: I know. Oh, it's got a huge audience, and most of it's sixty years old and older. Uh, but you know, I get it. It's a steady gig for a little think about Ryan Seacrest. He can do that four days a month. He, he has like five money. other
2: gigs like that where he's, I right. mean, he's probably working 15 days a month. Well, and how making... do you become a
1: mogul? You have oh. multiple revenue streams. You know what I'm saying? You're doing multiple things. And that's a, this is the opposite of Vanna White. Vanna White does one thing <laughs> she just stays in her lane, turns letters, wears new outfits, drinks margaritas at lunch. I'm all in. I like that. But, um, okay, with Texas finishing in baseball tie at number nine in the college baseball. What was the, which one did they get a top 10 ranking? That was the uh, collegiate baseball, no, no, baseball America, top 25. That would put, it kind of makes sense. You know, Texas was a drop pop fly for maybe going to Omaha, right? I mean, that, that, yep. the ending to their season was brutal. Dylan Campbell losing the ball in, in the, uh, the twilight and the lights and all that. You know, that game, you know, looked like Texas had all the momentum. We know how that game ended. So, te- so Texas is the last team out. So to finish ninth, Eight teams went to Omaha. That's how close it was. And I give. I think that's pretty right for collegiate baseball because they were right there with Stanford. Who knows? Uh, and if they get there, who knows? But is that a, is that a, a step forward season? You Because know, last year, Texas was kind of like LSU. They were the preseason number one team. Uh, they got to Omaha, uh, but they didn't win it. All right? They went 0-2 there. They had the Tanner Witt injury. They had Tristan Stevens struggles. You know, on the pitcher's mound, they had their, their closer kind of fell apart from what he was the previous year that led to that number one ranking, so it didn't happen. And that's when the coaching changes were made, and Woody Williams was brought in to coach the pitchers. Obviously, Steve Rodriguez was brought in to be the, the top assistant, and they shuffled some things around. And, um, you know, 19 new players, and replacing the likes of Ivan Melendez and Murph Staley and Tristan Stevens, as we mentioned, Pete Hansen, a lot of stud players, is ninth in the country, that a, that, a, that a pretty good season? I know it's not good enough, but is that pretty good When in, in what was seen as a rebuilding year when it started?
0: Yeah, I think from my perspective, I, again, I like think I told you even earlier today in different conversations, I look at it from a coach's perspective, um, and always the expectations at the University of Texas are high, right? And, and Omaha Omaha's where you always want your season to, to land, but that's not always going to be realistic in the way the dynamics of college athletics and the way it's set up today Um, But I thought thought they had a good year. I did. With all the transition, all the change um, from the beginning, um, and even your number one pitcher at the time going back to a year ago when Tanner Wink got hurt, I thought, you know, obviously had a a huge impact on that team a year ago. Um, Think about this. Think about where LSU would have been if if Skeens had gotten hurt, right? They wouldn't have played for a national title. And so I thought they did a good job this year um, of being really tough, I thought they played tough-minded. When, when uh, Every time it seemed like that they would get kind of gut-punched a little bit and, you know, maybe not play good, they got up off the mat and responded every time, in my opinion. And so I, I, I was um, excited to watch them. I thought they played. Again, I was watching as as a former player, but I was really watching it. They just, I thought they were really tough minded. And I thought the staff did a good job. I thought Woody did a great job. He's a calming influence, I think, um, along with the guy that lived that lifestyle. And, you know, a lot of people know Woody was a great pitcher, but Woody was a, was a shortstop, too. Mm hmm. In college, so I mean, he understands the ebb and flow of all the game. He he's got a comprehensive look uh, at the way the game's played and, and an understanding of it. And so, um, the new pieces I thought worked well when they put them all together. Uh, I thought we had some guys play at a high level. That um, I thought at the beginning Dylan I was like, Campbell. And, I mean, yeah, the, the, I the mean,
1: development of a Dylan, the uh, development of uh, gosh, Jared Thomas, the freshman, absolutely. From where he started to where he finished, Jalen Flores. A guy that you can you can uh, use as a cornerstone kind of player moving forward. Eric Kennedy had that great finish to his career uh, here at Texas, and so again, to, finish, to start the season unranked with not a lot of expectations and finish, you know, a lost fly ball from potentially going to Omaha and finish ninth in the country. You know that that's that, that's something to build on if you're David Pierce and maybe you you did hire the right coaches and coaching staff and you did make the changes necessary because as you said. You know, the, you know, you know, you got to continue to do a good job in the portal. We've talked about, you know, investment in the NIL to help out baseball, to compete with the likes of LSU and Wake Forest and some others. But at the same time, going to the SEC after this coming season, I mean, it's going to be daunting. You know that. I mean, um, what, what was the number you gave? Was, you know, LSU wins the latest championship for an SEC team, but they're in the championship round every year out of the Southeastern yeah. Conference.
0: I think that's four out of the last five years. I think I heard that where an SEC team had won the championships four out of the last five years, but I think it was 14 out of the last 15, something like that, that an SEC team had been in the championship series.
1: Jeez.
0: And it, if that's true, and if I misheard that, which is very probable and possible in my
1: Well, it sounds. I mean, look, me just go through the schools. Florida, LSU, you know, played for Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt South Carolina, Mississippi yeah. State. Um, you know, Ole Miss, Alabama. Don't forget Ole Miss Ole won Miss, it a year ago. Ole Miss won it a year ago. I mean, it's you talk about football being murderers row. I mean, the SEC baseball, and as you say, you add a Texas who's been there you know, thirty-seven times or thirty-six times. You, uh, you six world champion or college championships. Oklahoma was in that last series for the championship a year ago with Ole Miss. Oh yeah. I mean, but but that's what you want, right? As a coach, you want to compete against the best. You get to recruit the best. We've talked about how baseball, Major League Baseball's rules changes of are going to put more talent into the pipeline that you can go get out of high school that aren't going to be drafted into Major League Baseball. You know, this is what challenges a coaching staff uh to you know to evaluate, recruit, go after and build the the roster on a year by year basis that can compete for Omaha and certainly compete in the SEC. I I
0: agree and Look, I, I think I'd be curious as this thing goes on, and I, I will know and already know some of this just from being in the game so long as a coach, and, and a lot of the coaches are still really close friends of mine from around the country, as to what this the NIL effect really has and some of the numbers I'm hearing that, you know, st- you know student-athletes and college baseball players are being told that their value is worth in the open f- market for NIL is unreal. I mean, I, to me, if they're really true and not, not, and again, some of those conversations I'll get a chance to have once these guys slow down after the draft in July and be able to, to pick their brains and find out even more. But I mean, some of the numbers are just, you know, now from a college baseball fan as I am and, you know, nostalgically love this sport and want to see it become the biggest it's ever been, which I think it is right now. And the best it's ever been. Um, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited because there's that much influence and that much on interest on baseball and particularly on college baseball. I just think it's it's just incredible. And again, it was highlighted for 10 days. It was highlighted in, in Omaha, Nebraska, like it always is. And I guarantee you there were more eyes on on Omaha this year than there's ever been.
1: I think the TV ratings and the record-setting crowds in Omaha uh, would be an indicator of that. And uh, just the sheer talent that was on display. You were compared to 1985 when you were there with the Texas Longhorns and all that MLB talent that was there. All right, we'll pick that up. We'll uh, also, as we said, talk to Diamante Tucker Dorsey, his uh, journey from James Madison to Texas and now uh, rising real estate agent here in central texas also our buddy nick shuley will drop in for the live music update on a wednesday it's b on the horn where you get that from didn't want to tell you that didn't want to tell you that because i ain't for no games
0: okay
1: no games just the gossip that means it's time to load up the blitz four four seven three seven seven six ty harrington is here to so be nice we have guests in the house you know what i mean we're having yeah, you gotta be nice to you gotta be guests. nice if you have company four four seven three seven seven six also uh a little salacious gossip brought to you by the Ice Cold Bud Lights. Uh, colder the better. Only four great ingredients. That's what makes it that crisp, refreshing taste every single time and has for so long brewed right here in the great state. Brewed by Texans for Texans. And it is the official beer of your Texas Longhorns, the Texas X's, and the Texas OU game. Also the official beer, cold beer of uh, hot summers in Texas, including uh, Fourth of July weekend coming up. Looking forward to that. Make sure you're making smart plans, safe plans uh, to get uh, your enjoyment in. Going to the coast. Going to the lake, going to the river, floating on a river somewhere. Do it uh, smart and safe, but do it with a nice cold bud light brewed right here, as we said, by Texans, for Texans, deep in the heart, and dang proud of it. All right, so uh, what about this, Ty? Talk about tragic stories. of wow. The Ryan Mallett story, which is seems like sounds like he got caught in a riptide in, uh, off the coast there of Florida. Somebody, that Several people let us know that there have been 11 drownings in that same area, or a similar area, in the last two weeks. And they had been warning tourists and people not to swim. Uh, we don't know if that was, was part of this, but 35-years-old uh, Ryan Mallett has passed away. He was uh, one time cover on the cover of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Just heard Greg Wade talking about that. He was on a cover with uh, Earl Campbell and G.J. Kinney, the Texas State coach, and John Childs. Now, that's really sad. He was at, out of Texarkana, Texas, Texas High, off to Michigan and then Arkansas and the NFL, 35-years-old, way too young. Really, really sad. It's sad. To say the least. Also, uh, you know, Jimmy Johnson, the race car driver, another tragic piece of story. New news here in June. Jimmy Johnson, the great Hall of Fame race car driver, NASCAR driver, his uh, Legacy Motor Club just announced that Jimmy will not be racing this weekend after a tragedy involving his family. Uh, he's not going to be racing in the, uh, the event in Chicago. Um, apparently, Jimmy Johnson's wife, Jimmy Johnson's wife's parents, And their 11-year-old nephew died following a fatal shooting at their home in Oklahoma on Monday. And according to uh, law enforcement, the tragedy is being investigated as a murder-suicide. Ah,
0: Lee. That's awful. I I mean, 11-year-old kid. 11-year-old
1: nephew, yeah. Her parents. I mean, that's just unbelievable. Uh, Terrible story. And that is... uh, something we talked about. I know it doesn't get talked about, probably shouldn't. It's nobody's business, but the manager, the the coach at Florida, right? The coach at Florida, he is Kevin O'Sullivan. And um, apparently back a few years ago, he was separated from his wife and was with one of the bat boys on the Florida team's mother, who was married at the time, apparently. So it's salacious. And then that led the, the, the husband of the wife, to do similar to what we just talked about, to kill the kids and burn the house down, like this story is so unbelievable. And now, now Kevin is married to her now. Yeah, now Kevin O'Sullivan is married to the lady of the house burned down. And he's used you to, I mean, you told me that the, maybe the, the guy was a big booster at Florida and uh, sent him into a tailspin. It's a terrible story.
0: Yeah, I don't. I mean, you know, people, p- things get in people's minds that you know, obviously they need help. I mean, obviously. That's just, and it's it's an incredibly sad, really sad story. That's an understatement.
1: Understatement. And I read a lot of people yesterday saying, "Why would not that talked about or reported?" That doesn't, you know, we mentioned it here in salacious gossip, but that's just a tragic story. And that's personal business, personal storylines. But you know, sad news. Hey, how about this? Elon Musk already hitting the training mats in anticipation of his huge fight with Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, how about this? He's throwing and slamming. Famous. um, Here's some video of, of Elon Musk doing some karate. And we gave you the tale of the tape last week. You've got uh, 51-year-old Elon Musk, 39-year-old Mark Zuckerberg, Elon 6'2", Zuckerberg 5'7". They estimate Musk weighs 230, Zuckerberg 145. Uh, Zuckerberg is uh, highly trained in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Musk karate, taekwondo, and judo.
0: I'm going with Musk. As it stands today, I'm going with Musk.
1: Also says here that Elon Musk currently valued his net worth of 245.9 billion dollars. Mark Zuckerberg 100.9. Remember, Mark Zuckerberg was the youngest ever billionaire on our planet. Youngest ever billionaire. Youngest if, person ever to a billion dollars.
0: If you have that kind of money, do you go to the ATM machine? No. You I got mean, a guy you, for that. You ever just like it? Like, oh, God, I'm out of money. No, I, I gotta go. I gotta. Hey, honey, I gotta
2: run by the bank. Do we, if they actually fight, do you actually think it will be a good fight? No. No. No? I mean, we watched, like, Floyd Mayweather and Manny Pacquiao, who were old, <laughs> fight, and that sucked. I doubt these two old nerds are going to be good at fighting. Well, our expectations nerds. for Why that fight were Because they're different.
1: billionaires. This says jiu-jitsu wins every time. Okay. Well, then, that means you're taking Zuckerberg.
2: Yeah. Musk's got 100 pounds on him. Five inches. It's lean on him. More than five inches. And he's got, like, he's worth three times as much. Yeah, I, well, I mean, that the,
0: the $100 question is, E? The billion-dollar question. The billion-dollar question, you're right. The billion-dollar club, are you going to buy to watch it? Mm,
1: mm-hmm. Is the money going to a very charitable cause? Well, that'd be different. Yeah, okay. We may all throw in and raise a kitty and get it done. I'm not spending the whole freight. Let's go to the Blitz. The Bucky and E Blitz. The Morning Blitz, brought to you by Apple Leasing, where you only have to pay for the new
2: half of the car or truck, the half-under factory warranty, in any make, any model. Click AppleLeasing.com and see how easy it is.
1: All right, first Blitzer on a Wednesday morning. You're up.
2: Yeah, it's hotter than hell. There's nothing on TV, but at least I'm not an Aggie.
1: You know, that's a good perspective right there. I think we can all agree to that, and I'm sure Aggies would say the other thing. Same thing, and then at least I'm not a longhorn. Next Blitzer, you're up.
2: Hey Heron, I need you to confirm this in the fourth hour. So is it true that Vanna White hasn't gotten a raise in the last eighteen years and now she's lowering up because Ryan Seacrest is maybe the co host of Wheel of Fortune now? I need that's you to word. find that out for me.
1: That's the word. That's the word. Oh, shut it down I'm with you though, Ty. I mean three million a year salary seems like plenty to do what she does on Wheel of Fortune, Vanna White, but just to this to say she hasn't gotten a bump of any kind in, in nearly two decades, that's I mean, they're still generating big revenue at Wheel of Fortunes. You should benefit from that, right? We're talking about name, image, and likeness.
2: Also, weak blitz. Yeah, weak blitz Step it up. Last week was so good.
1: I'll just say this. We went out for my son's birthday dinner last night, and we're driving home, and Traffic. I was like, "How light?" There's, there's no. It's like Wednesday Tuesday night. Nobody's working. Everybody's on vacation. I think we're like you and me and Ty are the three people. So two weeks. And you're going to be going to abandoned dunes. Or- Abandon dunes. I know your
0: boy Quan Cosby. I'm going. He's going to be on that same trip. Quan going to, to play golf. Absolutely, absolutely. And let me tell you something about Quan Cosby. Now we all know how athletic he is, and he truly is one of the great athletes. But just when you think he's just an okay golfer. He's kind of always seems to make that big putt when it's got to be made. Yeah, he, if
1: money's on the line, you, he's a competitor. QC Quan is a competitor, baby. He is. Oh.
0: He's got that baseball after a bad swing. I'll move on to we'll the move next. Move on one. to the
1: next. And I'll take.